Thank you for tuning in to the Springs Church Podcast. Here, you'll find messages that are powerful, inspiring, but most importantly, straight from the Word of God. If you're located near Tacoa, Georgia, or in Tacoa, Georgia, we'd love to see you on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Enjoy today's message, and remember, we love you, Tacoa. So the pursuit of the Holy Spirit. If you have your Bible this morning, turn it quickly to Matthew 3, verse 13, verse 17. I will not preach long. He said, then Jesus came... And Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him and saying, I need to be baptized by you. Why are you coming to me? But Jesus said to him, permit to be so now, for it is fitting for me to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. And when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water. And behold, the heavens were opened up. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove. And upon it, and suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved son in whom I am. I'm well pleased. Today we want to talk about the pursuit of the Holy Spirit. I don't know if you know what a reverse engineering is. Reverse engineering is, is when you see like a, like a car or technology, like China is good with that. They may not have, listen to pay attention, they may not have, they may not have the patent or the, all the, all the, all, all the papers how to put a car or computer down. But if they get chance to see, if they, get, if they put hands on that computer or that cell phone, they will break it apart. They will try to find how it works. That's called reverse engineering. They're trying to find how did they do that. How did they create a cell phone? How did they create an iPod? How did they create a TV? Because a lot of time, a lot of time, that, a lot of things have been invented by invented by Americans, some and Germans. A lot of the Chinese people they just copy things, you know. <laughs> I'm just saying. But the way they do that, it's just a point I'm trying to make. But the way they do that, they get that piece of computer, whatever it is, and they break it apart to say, okay, how did they put it together so we can duplicate that? And today, that's what we're going to do. We're going to see what happened during that time when the Holy Spirit came and filled Jesus. The first thing that Jesus did for him, for the door, for the Spirit to come down, the Bible says, watch this, he came from Galilee to Jordan. He changed place. He changed the environment. He changed the place he was staying, and he moved to Jordan. The first step for you to be filled with the Spirit, the first step for you to be filled with the Spirit, you have to change environment. Somebody say amen. You have to change the place you are in. Environment is important 
for you to experience the presence of God, you have to change your environment. And I'm sorry to say that, but not every church is conducive. Not not every church is an environment for the Holy Spirit. If the church is teaching against the move of God, you will never see a move of God. If the church doesn't believe in the infilling of the Holy Spirit, you will never see it. It doesn't mean God cannot do it. But because it's not welcome in that environment, nothing will happen. If a church doesn't talk about miracles, you can spend 80 years and 90 years hoping for a miracle to happen. But if the mindset, if the environment is there, if the way they think that God used to do miracles, he doesn't do miracles now. You can stay there for 100 years. You will never see somebody get healed. You will never see somebody being free. You will never see somebody being filled with the Holy Spirit. Why? Because the environment is not welcoming to the Holy Spirit. Are you getting this this morning? If the environment is not, is, 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 is not welcoming, God will not move. Just like if I take a potato or tomato, I think that if I take a palm tree from, from Florida and I bring it here and try to raise it in, in Georgia with the soft clay, trust me, that palm tree is not going to happen. As much as I love palm tree out from the Caribbean, I would love to sit under a palm tree and drink some, and drink some good lemonade. I can try to plant this thing behind my house, but nothing will happen. That thing will die. The reason is, is the tree is not the problem. The tree will, will, will grow normal in Florida, but in Georgia, that environment is not welcoming to that tree. Are you getting this this morning? Well, it's the same thing with the Holy Spirit. Somebody say amen. amen. Jesus said he had to change environment. Some environment are anti-fire. They're anti-Holy Spirit. They're not fire igniters. They are firefighters. They don't want to say, we don't want, what are you talking about, those people? What are you talking about? You crazy, man. This thing doesn't exist. God doesn't heal the sick. We can cast demons out. This thing doesn't, this thing is old school. What are you talking about? Because they say that, that will never happen. And question I have for you today, for you personally, what kind of environment you are living in? You're asking God to move in your life, but I'm asking you, what kind of environment you're living in? What kind of zip code you're living in? What's your zip code this morning? What's your zip code this morning? Jesus had to change his zip code. Some of you are living in a zip code called uh, religion. Some of you are living on, on that zip code called dry like a cornbread. <laughs> Some of you are, are living on the zip code in the street called weak Christian. Some of us are living in the zip code called pride. Some of you are living in a zip code say, I know everything. I've been doing church all my life. I got all Christianity that I need. So I don't need more than that. I'm good to go. I got all the Christianese. I can say, God bless you. Thank you. I'm doing great. You know all the language, but you're full of pride. You, fo- you think you have arrived in your Christian walk. And this morning, God is saying, if you want to experience the Holy Spirit, you got to change your zip code. 
And that zip code is called hunger. Because some of you are living in the zip code of satisfaction. You're good. I'm good. I'm, I've arrived. I got the Christian things under control. Yeah, you may not be sleeping around, but you're so hateful to everybody. Because we love to point those big sins, but what about the little sin? Some of you need to change the code if you want to experience the presence of God. Some of us live in the street of no passion, no passion for prayer, no passion to read your word, no passion to fellowship, no passion to worship. You live in that zip code of dryness. You're dry and God wants to do great things in your life, but you live in that environment. God cannot move in an environment like that. And this morning, God is asking the church, the American church, if you're watching, God is saying you need to change your zip code of, of, of coldness. And be passionate about him again. Be passionate about the, the gift and the power of God again. Yeah. Then Jesus, from Galilee, he went to Jordan. He changed the zip code. Galilee was a very nice place. He was nice. Herod built a big palace there. It was very comfortable. It probably was a suburban they got Starbucks. They got everything that, that they needed. It was in the good side of town. It was, the building looks nice. There were no trash in the street. But Jesus left that place of comfortability. He went to Jordan outside with no AC. Nothing was, there were probably no, no chairs, probably they were just standing there in the desert. But he wanted something. He wanted to be baptized. One of the ways for you to be filled with the Spirit, you have to be attracted to it. You have to have that desire to go after the Holy Spirit. Jesus was, he, something was pushing him, said, I, it, at the moment it's, it's coming and I need to be baptized. I need the Spirit to come down. For you to experience the presence of God, there has to be pursuit. Nothing happened. The greatest, the greatest mistake of most Christians, watch this, is to think you can be Spirit-filled randomly without a pursuit. Let me say that again. You can tweet it if you want to. <laughs> the greatest mistake of the modern day 21st century is to think, oh, I'm okay. God's thing's going to happen. I'm going to be filled. I'm going to walk in the power of God randomly. Something's going to happen. I'm going to wake up in the morning. And, and that's a lie of the enemy. Nothing happened randomly. Jesus did not sit at his house. He went to pursue. My question to you today, do you really desire the Holy Spirit? Are you pursuing the Holy Spirit? Are you pursuing that relationship? Are you leaving the things behind, the comfortability, the bed that you like to see for 6, 20, 12 hours? Are you going to get up? I'm going to get to your, to your house right now. Are you going to get up? We spent 12 hours binge watching Netflix. You, you think I didn't know that? Oh, Stranger Things. And when you can spend time seeking God, seeking the Holy Spirit, because nothing happened by accident.
Somebody say amen. amen. Next thing, the Bible says in Luke 3, verse 21, watch this. He says, Luke 3, verse 21 says, when all the people, and I read this last night, and I, and, 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 and I got cold chill. We're talking about the Son of God. He was fully man, fully God. And as a leader, I look in my life, I look, I said, man, God, please don't let me fall into that trap. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus, the Son of God, God in the flesh, the second person in the Trinity, the creator of the universe, attend the baptism. Not only he attend the baptism, but he participate in the baptism. He submit, he submitted himself to it. Jesus stood there with everybody in the crowd while John is preaching. From the kingdom of God, you better repent. You know, this guy was rough. You know, he looks crazy. You know, God, he, look, he looks like a Navy SEAL. Don't shave. This guy look rough. Probably stink too. Probably take showers in the desert. Who knows? I don't know. I'm just saying. The guy looks rough. And Jesus, as the son of God, think about that. And I was just thinking about that. I'm just saying, as the son of God, he's standing in the crowd. And John the Baptist is preaching. The creator looking at creation talking about him and Jesus standing there and listening to him think about that the son of God standing there watching John the Baptist preaching he act like everyone else he didn't try to say I'm the son of God hey John the Baptist let me let me speak I know better than you because he created everything he knows everything what a picture of humility. What a picture of humility. What a picture of humility. Proverbs 15.33 says this. He says, the fear of God is a lesson of wisdom. And humility goes before glory. Humility precedes glory. James 4 verse 10 says, this is what he said. He said, humble yourself before God and he will lift you up. Jesus is living that scripture right there in front of us. Are you getting this this morning? Psalms 25 verse 9 says, he leads the humble and what is right and he teaches the humble his way. Jesus, the son of God, standing in the crowd. Not leading the meeting. He's just standing there like everybody else, listening quietly. He's not doing anything. He's standing there listening to John speaking. You know, uh, Webster described uh, humble, not proud, not arrogant, or assertive. To be filled with the Spirit of God, you must be humble. You, 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 if you have a mindset that you think you got it all and you're full of yourself, because pride means you're full of yourself. That's what pride is. You're just full of yourself. 
God doesn't have no place for, for him to fill you. Jesus came there. He didn't come to critique John the Baptist. He came, he, he was not a spectator. He participated in that whole meeting, in that whole church. Think about that. Think about that. And some of you just, and some of you just come to church, you just come, but you do not want to change. You just come because you just come, but really, because you think you got it all. So when you come to church and your mindset says, I didn't come to church, I just come to church. And the reason is because you're full of yourself. Amen. Not only that, he's standing there, and John says, if you, if you repented, this is the humility. Think about that. If you repented, if you decide to let this thing go, and he's staying in the water, He's crying out loud. He said, judgment is coming. You know, Herod sleeping with his sisters, you know, with his family. And John is ruthless. He's, he's blasting the president on social media. He's blasting everybody. You know, he doesn't respect no one. Dude said, I'm going to let them have it. And then Jesus, and, and John said, if you're ready to, to accept this thing, to repent. He said, I'm staying in the water. Come. And Jesus, listen and obey. And he followed. He listened. He obeyed. And when the crowd stopped moving, Jesus listened respectfully. He stopped moving. He did not just, he was not a spectator. He wanted to experience that. For you to become filled with the Spirit. Because some of you come to church this is how you come to church, and that's why you will never experience God. You're sitting there, worship is happening. You're sitting like that. What are you talking about? Is it not done yet? Oh, Pastor James talking again. Same stuff, Holy Spirit. I got this thing together. Father said, raise your hand, worship. Man, Leave me alone, man. I'm, 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 you don't know where I'm from. I'm, I'm a Methodist. We don't do stuff like that. I'm very, you, you know. Leave me alone, man. What time is it? Is food ready? Is Karen got the food downstairs ready? But Jesus decided. He said, I'm not going to be a spectator. I want to participate because there's something that I need. Are you getting this this morning? It's like a dog. I, I used to have a dog called, uh, what was the name of that dog? That dog tear up my house, man. I, I, I give it away. That dog, dude, was crazy. Tear up couch. Woodrow. I had a dog called Woodrow. <laughs> it was a beagle. <laughs> that dog doesn't listen. Me and that dog, we had conversation. You don't listen, and I'm done with you today. I said, I'm going to dump you somewhere. I'm done with you. That dog tear up everything. But... You know, and, and we tried to put him inside the house. This guy, dude, tear up my couch, tear up everything. But that dog at night, it, well, I, you know, I, I'll go eat, and if I'm eating a, a hot dog or ham or something like that, and he's like winging his tails, and, and then if I, if I have a piece of meat, I took up and I put, he didn't even, doesn't even wait. He just jumped and grabbed it, <laughs> and he's excited. He's, <laughs> I want <laughs> 
And that's the way God wants us. When you come to church, you stay in there and say, watching. I'm not spectating. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for God to move. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Father said, raise your hand. I raise my hand. What's next? What's next? I'm waiting because I'm hungry. I want to experience God. I'm no longer a spectator, but I want to experience the real thing. Somebody say amen. amen. That's the kind of attitude you have to have if you want to, be, to experience God in your life. You have to be expected to receive something because if you come, you don't expect nothing. Nothing's going to happen. And you're going to blame us and say, oh, the pastor, we, there's no power. There's no Holy Spirit. It's your fault. It's not my fault. I did my part. Did you do your part? We pray for you. We pray for you. We pray over every seat. It's not our fault. Somebody's going to come. She can hear. She receive her healing. Fuck. Because she was ready. She was, I'm ready. What, 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 what? what? The thing is, a lot of time, it's not the church fault. It's not God's fault. It's our fault. Because we take things as coming like it's just nothing. And God is saying today, how much do you want him? How much you want the move of God? Are you tired reading the stuff in the Bible? Because most of us have a second-hand gospel, not a first-hand experience. You see, I'm going to go home. I'm tired reading this book. Not leaving it. I'm tired reading about stories. The dead being raised. People getting healed. God is moving. And I'm reading it and I don't see it in my life. I said, no. I know the problem is not God. It's not the Bible. We have good versions of the Bible. The problem is us because we are not hungry. Somebody say amen. amen. We are satisfied. And Jesus follow direction. He humbled himself. And today, God is asking you, do you want him? And the reason you don't explain because you're not empty. You think you got it all. You think you can control your life. You think you can stop sinning on your own strength. You think you can stop taking that drugs. You think you can live your life the way you want it. You think you got it together because you're full of yourself. And God said, and, and, and that's why you think you're in control. That's why you're not seeking the Holy Spirit. It's because you think you can control that sin. You think you have enough strength to control that temper. Oh. And God saying you can't control that urge. When that urge hit you, better hit you, you better be filled with the spirit. You're not hungry for God because you're full of yourself. You think somehow you have arrived. Watch this. Jesus joined the people and received his baptism as everybody else. The master key, one of the key to receive something from the kingdom. I don't know if I put it there. The master key to receive anything in the kingdom is humility. Let me say that again. If you missed that point, write it down. Kids, parents, children, if you ever receive something from your dad, be humble. He'll give it to you. Be humble. The master key to receive anything in the kingdom is being humble. Let's go to the next thing. He says, it says distraction. Think about that. The Bible says when Jesus is going down there and Jesus is follow direction, he goes, he follow direction. Follow direction. 
He followed direction. Let me say that again. He followed direction. He listened. He behaved right. He wasn't, caused, he wasn't causing turmoil. He wasn't making noises. And then, and then he followed everybody. The crowd is coming, and it's Jesus' turn. And then, and then John the Baptist said, whoa, 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 whoa. Stop the music, Father. Stop the music. I don't know if you had a worship team there. I don't know. He said, stop, guys, stop, stop this thing. Stop this thing. Pause, pause. It's still, still a red flag. Let's pause this thing. I know you are. He said, I'm not worthy to baptize you. John said, stop. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need you to be baptized by you. I, I, I can't baptize you. On the road to be filled with the Spirit, there will be hindrances. For the people taking notes. On the road to be filled with the Spirit, there will always be hindrances. The hindrances could be your flesh. The hindrances could be a church you go to. The hindrances could be your friend. The hindrances of being ex experienced God to this fullness could be something in your life that's holding you back. That's saying to you, you're good. He said, why are you going to church so much, man? Why are you reading your Bible? You don't need all that. Dude, everybody's doing it. Why are you into that Jesus thing so much like that? You're not cool, man. You're not hanging out with us. The cool people don't go to church. They don't serve God. They don't have a Bible, man. We're the cool people. A lot of us have hindrances. That hindrances could be a spouse. I'm not saying to leave your spouse. That's what I'm saying. Please don't tweet. But I'm saying sometimes you want to serve God. You want to really spend some time with God. And somebody is said, you spend too much time praying. You spend too much. Why are you doing this? And you spend too much time at the church. You, why are you doing this? Sometimes hindrances could be things. Could be things who are not sin. But because you don't put the priority straight, it becomes a hindrance. It doesn't have to be a sin. It could be things when things are not in a priority in your life, they can become hindrances. Are you getting this this morning? So my question to you, what are your hindrances? What's stopping you to go to the next level? What's stopping you to experience God to the fullness? What's stopping you to really experience the God of the Bible? Not second-hand experience, but really experience what God is saying. What's stopping you? Because, because John the Baptist said, Jesus, you can't do this. But Jesus said, it must. It has to happen. And I'm going to humble myself for you to baptize me. My question for you today, what's stopping you? What's stopping you? What are the hindrances of your life? And I know the Spirit's speaking to some of you already. He's telling you, hey, that thing in your life that's stopping you to serve me, get rid of it. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. What is that hindrance? Get rid of it. What are your hindrances? Lastly, the Bible says, at that moment, Jesus is listen. Luke 3, let's put Luke 3, verse 21. Let's put that verse. He's, I love this passage. He says, and I was just thinking about that last night, and I start weeping, and I'm just crying. I said, God, hopefully they get this. Hopefully you catch this, what I'm going to say. 
Hopefully you catch this, what I'm going to say. Hopefully you catch what I'm going to say. And it will change your life. I've never seen this before. And he says, when all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And he was praying, which is a progressive English, progressive tense. That's what he was doing that constantly. So when John the Baptist called him, and the crowd stopped moving. The crowd stopped moving. Come stand, stand before me. Stand before me. Turn around. And the crowd is moving like you're going to get baptized slowly. And, and Jesus, the people are moving. The crowd is moving. And they're moving. Some of them are talking. But Jesus in his mind because you want to experience that moment. He doesn't want to lose it. Some people say, today I'm about to get baptized. But Jesus, in his mind, said, God, I want to see. Because the Bible, that's what he's saying. He said he's following and the crowd is moving. There's talk. But in his mindset, in his mindset, thank you. in his mindset, in his mindset, he's there and he's praying, God, I want to see. He's praying to the Father. Think about this. Think about this. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Father. I love you, Daddy. I want to see you. I want to experience you. The crowd is moving. The crowd is moving. People are talking. People are talking. People are talking. But Jesus is praying. He's praying. People are closing their nose when they plunge them in the water. That didn't stop Jesus. Are you getting this this morning? Are you crashing this this morning? He's praying. He said, Father, I want to experience you. Father, nothing is more important than you. Father, feel me. I can't accomplish this mission. I can't do it on my own strength. Father, 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 I need you. People are talking. They're closing their nose. But Jesus is praying. He's praying. He's praying. He's praying. He's, praying. He's not getting deterred. Nobody's stopping him. People are talking. They say, I'm getting baptized. They're talking. They're chatting. But Jesus is praying. He said, Father, I want more of you. Father, I can't live this lifestyle on my own. I know you sent me to die for those people. But I need, I need, I need, I need, I need, I need you. 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 My question for you today, do you want him? Do you want him? Do you want him? Do you want him, church? America, do you want him? Do you want him? Because if you want him, you'll be praying. If you want him, you will seek him. If you want him, you'll go hard after him. If you want him, you will not let anything stop you. Nothing going to stop me. You're not going to stop me. Nothing going to stop me. I'm going to seek Jesus. I'm going to seek him because he's the only one that can change my life. <laughs> 